you're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. Welcome back, everybody. It's the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Waite, the Fearless Business Coach, and I've got a great guest on the show today, uh, not least because he is one of our Fearless Coaching team, um, but uh, also he is an international best-selling author. He has worked with um, a gazillion businesses over the last decade and has got plenty of experience in customer service, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome to the show, Jonathan Butler. Hi, Robin. How are we doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time to come onto the show. So, listen, I know you and I have sort of several personal gripes about customer service and things like that, and I'm sure everybody's (laughs) experienced poor customer service at some point in the past. Hmm. Um, And obviously, I've entitled this um, uh, episode, How to Lose Your Customers, because I thought that would be a bit (laughs) tongue-in-cheek. But sometimes it feels like business owners are actually trying to turn customers away on purpose. Like what's going on there? I think, I think they just, um, I don't know if it's on purpose. I think they just, um, have this ability to just quite simply fuck it up. And, and I think they are not, they're, they're not looking at the right ways of how to really kind of, you know, nurture customers and take them forward. And, um, the biggest, the biggest issue with that is because they're not they're not focusing on their on their teams or on their processes and and how you know how actually their customers are finding them how their customers are interacting with them um, certainly in the last twelve months so then obviously you know if, if you add in the COVID factor um, so many businesses have got it wrong because you know they've panicked and it's like oh my god we need to be online or whatever it might be and so it, and it just goes just goes completely you know, it becomes a, a one of the things it? which I kind of like, I mean, speaking of COVID, you know, in, in March, it very much felt like COVID was a, a good excuse to let, let everybody down rather than it being a reason to push forward and make their business better. Not, not just on the customer facing stuff, but right the way through the business, like you alluded to with kind of, um, you know, going online and, and how they pivoted and stuff. But so many biz, big businesses were totally screwed over and were just using every, every email I got, oh, we, uh, we're over, overwhelmed at the moment. We can't get back to you, you know, within the next week. Um, and you're asking a question about like, where's my products? Why haven't I got this? Why can't I access the website? Why is this not working? You had big businesses where, you know, um, they had these screens on there saying, you're number 192,000. <laughs> yeah, you're in a virtual queue, yeah. I'm like, for fuck's sake, how is that yeah. supposed to make me feel special as a customer? Yeah. It was, well, it was and, no, and, that, and that's it. And I think the key thing is that it was, it, a lot of it was panic. I think just say, Jace literally just panicked. And it's like, oh my God. And they didn't think about it. And that's the problem, I think every you know everything became reactive rather than proactive and i think that's where you know it's a matter of going back you know so there's two two key things obviously you've got customer service and you've got you know customer experience and you you alluded almost there to customer experience that feeling you know customer service is almost the physical you know the kind of you know how, how we're doing it and what, what we're going about it customer experience is about how how you leave the customer feeling you know and if you leave them feeling 
crap and shit, then then they're not gonna they're not gonna wanna you know wanna come back and do business with you. You know, you can actually have I actually I actually be you can actually have bad customer service, but as long as the you know at the end of it the customer feels okay or, or you know feel good about it, then then your business is kind of gonna you know continue to kind of bring those customers in. You know, almost one one example of that to me would be Amazon. I don't think actually the Amazon customer kind of service is great, but actually the reason that we, you know, we're, we're jumping on Amazon and use Amazon is because they make it so damn easy. You yeah, know, one, one that's, the, that's the feeling bit. Yeah, it's like, it's like one click, it's like almost like instant gratification kind of thing that, boom, we're there, we're there, we're, you know, we can get it. You know, you literally, you know, you suddenly think, right, I need this. You go onto Amazon, you type it in, and if it comes up and, boom, you compress it, you know, I think people rarely actually really kind of spend time on Amazon and go through, oh, my God, I'm going to look at the, you know, 10,000 pages of, you know, whatever it might be, um, you know, I don't know, batteries or whatever it is you've just typed into the into the bar, AA batteries and it'll come up with so many listing. But, you know, it's because you can literally, that's the one I want, bump, and suddenly it's in the bit and it can, you know, the guy's knocking on your door the next day. And, you know, it's not a great customer service. It's not necessarily, you know, a great kind of customer timeline or customer journey, but it's that feeling that actually, you know, I can get it and I can get it but, now. But speed, speed, efficiency and low cost as well, because Amazon are always, you know, without doubt, very competitive on price, which I think helps reduce that friction a little bit. Um, and, and one of the things is like, they, if, if you're a prime customer, I'll give them some credit. Like if something goes wrong, you can you can get onto messenger chat and it's dealt with very quickly. Yeah. The amount of times they've said, <clears throat> no, no, if something's got like slightly amiss with the product, maybe a slight scratch on a screen or something like that, they'll mm. say, don't worry, just keep it, we'll send you another one. Yeah, but the thing is with that is that obviously what, what you've got to think of is Amazon, that's, that's not their cost. <laughs> you know, they've got lots of people who are on there you know really their customer the thing with amazon they have obviously different types of customers don't they they've got obviously the customers who are like me and you that are ordering off amazon then they've also got the customers that are actually their business which is actually those business owners who have got their kind of online shops on amazon and they're the ones that take that hit so you've got to be uh, well, wary of that. For that. So I'm always mindful of that because you can see like who who Who's sold the yeah, product, yeah, who, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I tend to I'll I'll hit Amazon a little bit heavier on yeah. my like <laughs> you know being forceful if I know yeah. that it's been sold by Amazon. Because yeah, I'm yeah. there a moth at the end of the day, they can absorb oh, that without stuff. doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, they are. But then I say when, when you take then these other companies, you know, as you talked about, you know, these other big companies that have kind of like got, you know, almost kind of been caught with the pants down with with with, with being hit that suddenly, you know, we haven't got this online presence or you know well they've just not thought about it or it's not built you know to 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 withstand you know what one of the things happened. that struck me about amazon though was there was no real noticeable change pre-covid and post-covid they were just set to scale like perfectly in terms of like yeah. you know spinning up their their delivery driver network spinning up the number of people and operators in the warehouse you know yeah. getting their fulfillment side of things sorted out yeah. so they didn't but it's because you know, they've, they've had really, that in place yeah but they had really all that well, in place yeah you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. That no, phenomenal that's why he's now you know is you know whatever it's Richest man, you know, yeah, forty, fifty percent. You know, he's. I think I read this morning. He's, you know, he's added a seventy billion to his, um, you know, you know, to his net worth. Um, but, but, but good it, for him purely because of that. Yeah, no, and and actually, a good thing is that he's. I think they paid bonuses of five hundred million to their employees. Yeah. 
which know? I think worked out actually it was about three hundred and fifty dollars or something per per employee, which yeah. is still pretty you know it's something an extra bonus means a lot to people and it shows yeah. them that they're kind of valued. Yeah. But I think the reason why I said good for Jeff Bezos is because the, the times that we forget, like it's all well and good looking at him now and seeing he's got this you know almost one trillion dollar valuation now on Amazon. I think they're one of the the top three now most sort of value wise in terms of capital value business. But the guy started out in his like in his basement or in a garage or something, didn't he? Selling, you know, doing. He had that very typical traditional startup journey of hard work, hustle, and and then it took and you know a decade before it really kind of took off. And and then, but then we all look at it and go, oh, good for him. Oh, it's so easy for him. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's not the no, case. And th- no, no, right. and all businesses, all businesses, you've got to, you know, like I say, you've got to start the grassroots, don't you, and work, work, you know, work, work yourself silly to, 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 to build. And but it's, it's a matter of, I think, from the very start with, with, with Amazon, where you know they've invested properly in the right places, and that's, that is the key. You know, they, they, you know, they, they've put those processes. Let's like say they've invested in their, their, you know, their warehouses are probably some of the most technology advanced you know, systems going, you know, they have robots going around and, and you know, picking and packing and all this sort of thing. So it's very, very, you know, it, it's investing in the right places at the right time. And that is exactly what they've done. Yeah. And we, I mean, we had um, the start of lockdown and, um, you know, we, we, I'm not ashamed to say it, we had Sky TV for a long period of time, you know, it's kind of first world problems here, but, <laughs> and we had broadband with Sky um, up, up until, uh, <laughs> before lockdown and what and mm. our sky kind of stopped working because the trees grew too big behind our house so we're like okay first of all we're just going to get a, a free view box that's fine we came to the broadband and I was like the broadband keeps on going down and, oh, oh COVID and I was like hang on we're all work you know my wife's working from home I'm working from home we need a consistent line here we can't you can't I, I don't care what you're saying. Like I've got a business to run and their people on the other end of the phone could not get it. I, I had several phone calls that left me feeling sick at the end of it. Cause I'm like, oh, my business, what am I going to do? Um, and so in the end I, I phoned up Plusnet. Great. Yeah. We'll sort it, Mr. Wait, don't worry. We'll get BT open reach un- underway. We'll get vans out there. We'll get, we'll check all the lines out. We'll just, just come and sign up with us. And I have to say Plusnet's business broadband has been phenomenal it's probably been down twice in the last eight nine months you know and you think of the load that's going through their their systems and yet sky were just like you're not important to us we we can't send the vans out it's too difficult it we're too busy we're too you know phone back in a week if you're still having problems and I was like, right, you lost me. You've lost yeah. me as a customer, I'm, and I will never go back to Sky for anything. Yeah. And the thing is, and, and, that, and that's that's what it creates. The thing is, and say you then, and the thing is, you'll go and tell you know more people about you know obviously your, your bad experience with Sky, and then your good experience, with, you know, and it's like that kind of effect. And we, and we forget that that's what we've got to do. But the problem you've got is that obviously. You know, you're phoning these customer service centres. If they're not, you know, this is where it comes down to employees and people. You know, if you're not giving them the right training and, and giving them the ability to say, right, actually, you know, how do we fix these problems? How do we create the solutions and look at that? Then, then your business is just going to, like I say, to start to lose, you know, customers and start to, you know, you, 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 hole in your bucket is just going to become bigger. You know, all businesses obviously losing customers, uh, you know, anyone from, but you know, if you're not filling enough at the top and 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 the hole at the bottom is getting bigger, then it, it, that that is where businesses start to really kind of, you know, struggle. And and you know, at the end of the day, we we you know they need to be bringing in more customers. They need to be, you know keeping those customers it is a lot cheaper to keep your customers 
you know, longer term than it is to bring in new customers. You know, that that's the cost, you know, the cost of, you know, so they, they need to be looking at that cost of what they're spending to bring in a new customer and thinking, well, actually, we've already got a customer. If we can keep those customers and, you know, have them longer term, then the, the cost... And, but this uh, is why we're seeing a lot of the big retail giants go out of business at the moment is because they didn't invest in that. They just got complacent and relied on footfall because the town's mm-hmm. gonna did a good job of marketing their high streets. And then, of course, you know... And, like, obviously, not, obviously, they've not I've, evolved. You well, know, that's it. They, they, the ones yeah. that have survived have got had very good online presences. So if you if you look yeah. at the likes of Jules, for example, fantastic yeah. online presence. They've um, diversified their marketing, so they'll go and advertise at local you know, equestrian events and things like that. Yeah. And they have, they know their audience. They know that their audience yeah. doesn't always want to go to the high street. No. Next as well are another very good, you know, a good retailer that you can sort of look at and go, actually, they, they've got a good offering. You know, obviously they, they've had kind of the next director, I suppose, for quite a few years. So they've kind of had that kind of side by side thing, but they, they've obviously had that ability to, to keep, keep the online you know, sort of, sort of um, business going, and and yeah, you know, it, the the high street has just obviously been you know devastated. But again, it's because you know they've not looked at well, okay, you know, where where are our customers kind of coming from, you know, and and what are they doing, and how are their habits changing? You know, that's the key kind of thing, you know. And you you know, obviously, you know, recently you've got Debenhams, and you know, and again, you go into a Debenham store, you know, they're these huge stores. Um, that are kind of should really be the sort of flagship of the high street, um, and and they're, they're just they're, they're you know they're old they're they're, they're outdated they're they're not kept to you know up to kind of you know the standard that we expect. And obviously you go into you know a next of obviously heavily invested in 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 new stores and 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 they've they've kept ahead of the kind of same thing like you know so you mentioned jewels and all these kind of companies that on the on the on the high street have kind of done it right, but they've so they've done it in line with a with a clear strategy of online as well, yeah. and and you know I'm not all, all this sort of everything's got to be online and everything else. I think you know certain companies you know need to have two you know two or three you know kind of obviously avenues to to, to distribute the product and you know uh, and if you get that right, then then obviously your business is just going to continue to grow and develop and 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 sort of you know take it forward, but many companies just to, are just getting it wrong and they're not they're not thinking about you know it, it's you've got to have a very very clear path of how we're getting our customer from here to here and 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 sort of taking them on but that, on that journey. likewise this is something which we advocate very strongly in fearless business which is about having a um uh, a diverse range of marketing channels. So it's not just about, hey, let's go and build a funnel and double down on ads. That's that's actually just one channel. And if Facebook, you know, change their algorithm, COVID comes along and decimates the high street, Facebook changes their algorithm and all of a sudden your cost per click like goes up fourfold, it puts you out of the market. So, which is why, you know, we, you know, and I did a rant about this. I shared it in the group um, during the week. And it was well received, thankfully. It could have gone either way, I think. But my, my view is that you need to have multiple channels driving traffic through in multiple locations. So it's not just about being online, but what are you also doing offline in the physical environment? So it's the difference between, well, yeah, run the Facebook ads. Like, why not? You know, but if it gets too expensive, you're going to have to redress that. But also alongside that, have a podcast, have a book that you can post out to people, go and do some speaking engagements, have a Facebook group so you can build a community. Like have three to five solid marketing channels that you know work for your business and double down on them. Yeah. Well, there's three. The thing is, to me, there's three phases of the sort of customer experience, customer kind of journey, and that's like that discovery. You know, I call it discovery 
delivery and then sort of deploy. So the discovery is is exactly what you're sort of kind of talking about there. You know, it's having those assets. So obviously, you know, they're going to they might discover you on Facebook in a Facebook group, or you know, that's how I discovered you actually. <laughs> it was that through um, local business network, I think it was, and you yeah. and you sent me a, a copy of your book, and that was you know four or five years ago. You know, I read that, and that's how kind of we we sort of you know kind of kind of. So you've got that you know that that one kind of area. You know, your website's another discovery channel, um, but that in that discovery phase, you've got two areas you know you've got the area that you know um the customer is discovering you or the client is discovering you but at the same time you need to align your your assets and your ability that actually you just you start to learn about your customer you know um that's the it's a two-way discovery you know i want to discover well, well who are my customers who you know what what are they doing where are they looking and what who else are they kind of checking out so you've got to have um, you know, systems in place that, you know, this is how I'm going to find out about you as well. So that might be like, say, the assessment forms or whatever it might be in that kind of that, that first first sort of, you know, kind of kind of thing. You know, and you've got to educate them at that stage. You've got to, you know, you've got to add value. Um, so you're adding value to them at the same time you need to be, you know, they're, they're going to add value to you because you're going to learn about them. So it's that, it is a two-way part. That, that, that's that kind of first first kind of phase second phase is that is the delivery so that's kind of you know when when you're actually obviously providing that service you know delivering the product delivering you know whatever it is your program you know engaging with with the customers you know building and nurturing those relationships um you know in that first kind of phase you'll have set expectations you know in the, the where where we kind of obviously fail you know, uh, you know, customer service or, or the customer experience is where we don't deliver on what we've told them we're going to do in the first yes. phase. So that second phase is about, you know, delivering on expectations. And if anything, you want to be exceeding those. So maybe, you know, you, you know, where a lot of businesses go wrong is obviously, you know, as you've kind of, you know, seen over the last sort of few months and even before is where they over, you know, they, they overset their expectations and then they under deliver. So it's a matter of, you know, getting that balance right. But, and again, add value at that sort of second, second sort of, you know, delivery stage. And then the, the third part is to deploy. Well, I call, you know, de I call it deploy, but that's kind of obviously deploying your, you know, um, ability to kind of, you know, a, how, how I'm going to improve, you know, if we've kind of not got it quite right, you know, on phase one, phase two, phase, phase three, it's like, okay, we're going to evaluate what we've done. And how are we going to improve that? Review, reflect, deploy then, you know, how do we, you know, sort of those abilities to kind of keep the customers, you know, raise the bar, enhance the experience, um, you know, build on it, you know, and, and continually like add that rate. And then obviously the idea is you want to send them back, back through to, you know, phase two again, you know, and it's just that becomes that cycle. So we kind of bring them in there and then we just constantly kind of taking them around that like cycle. I think that, that there's a couple of things, again, that small business owners like, you know, coaches could take out of this, for example, whereby they're, one, they're in too much of a hurry to take money off people. Two, they haven't really tightened up those systems and processes to make sure that when they're delivering something, they're doing it well. And the third thing is they don't have that feedback loop in place. So they're not going out and collecting case studies, reviews, testimonials, asking their clients like week in, week out, how, how do you feel things are going? And then they might they may ask those questions, but then they don't have the time, capacity or know-how in order to then improve whatever maybe is starting to go wrong. And as, as a result of that, so I've seen a lot of coaches over COVID who are like, 
we're going to go online. Uh, we're going to sell a subscription system. And then they sell a subscription system because they've probably got a decent following to their warm audience. And so sales start to peter out and then they get a bit more desperate. Then all of a sudden the clients who are in, in their process then are like, they stay for like four months and then they leave. And they're like, why have I got such a high churn rate? Why are people leaving so early? It's because they haven't done exactly what you said, that rinse and repeat and make it better and over-deliver. The moment you start over-delivering, that's when people go, oh, Robin really cares about me. Robin really yeah. wants me to get results for his clients, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's adding that value. And like you say, it's continuing adding the value. And the thing is then, the beauty about that is if you get that right at that, at that final stage, you know, you're going to create your ambassadors who are just going to go out and sell it for you. You know, and they'll just keep. You know, they'll they'll be the ones who are then bringing in the new customers. So it, it's 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 got so much potential. If you get it, if you if you're delivering at every single stage and getting it right at every single stage, then you're just going to continue bring that in. You know, the other thing that that I noticed a lot of people did is that it's like, oh, we're going online. You know, we're going to cut the cost. You know, but it's like, hang on a minute. So what you're telling me is when when you were doing it before. You know, it, it, it was overvalued. It, it was, yeah, it was, too, it was too much money. You know, <laughs> you know, if you know, I appreciate that certain things. You know, yes, you can't necessarily get across the, the same amount of value online. I do appreciate that, but you know, then it's just how well how do you add more value into it? You know, what else can you do? You know, the first thinking, thing I did, John, you know, this when I when I I mean I had COVID back in March and thankfully I'm survived it. You know, but um, the first thing I did was when I because I it, that gave me actually an opportunity just to stop and watch what was going on around me, and I noticed everybody went online, but they were doing a pretty piss poor job of it. I'll be quite frank. There was only a handful of people who were doing it really well, and I kind of and I kept on hearing the same message: "Oh, it's online. It's not going to be the same. But I can't move my coaching sessions. Just aren't the same online." And I was like, "No, it's what you make of it. If you." Like, like, great, it would be great to go and watch a war movie in real time, slightly scary, but they, you know, you get the likes of, you know, you go and watch Saving Private Ryan. They over-deliver on production value to get you absorbed and bought into the film so that it makes it an enjoyable, you know, you, it's almost like you are there, it's so good. And I figured with, with what I was doing with um, podcast interviews, with um, coaching calls and things like that, I wanted to try and find, I mean, it's very difficult, but try and find a way to make it as immersive and interesting as possible. Something really simple, like do you know how many people have commented on my camera? Since I bought this, this <laughs> yeah. camera and got my yeah. lights set up in the background and done various yeah. things like that, yeah. everybody's like, oh, I love you. You really, really stand out, you know, and all yeah, this yeah. Sort of stuff. And I'm like, that that extra 10% that I've lost through being online, I've made up through by just over-delivering on production value. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And, and I think you can. This is the thing. If you, You've just got to rethink it, you know, and it's just, again, spending that time of, okay, what, you know, what, what, what can I deliver to my to my you know, my audience now that I wasn't, you know, necessarily doing before. And in fact, you know, you might find that there's so much more that you can do. You know, the fact is, is that the beauty about, you know, generally bringing it online is that, well, you know, you've actually got more, you should have more time. You know, if you're not now having to travel an hour to, to, to sit and coach a client, you know, well, you know, actually you've just gained an hour. In fact, you've probably gained two hours because it was an hour there and an hour back. So actually, well, what, what can you do? What, what can you do in, the, that, in that time that you've actually gained, gained back? To, to again give more you know more value to clients like well, I say, I'd probably go surfing because if I'm in the zone you know <laughs> yeah. in, in a bit of a zen mood obviously my coaching is going to be that much better so I have to do as much surfing as possible well, no, there's, there's loads of yeah no, and, it, and it is it's having that time for yourself and it's having that time you know like I said we can you know there's lots more that we can do and it's giving though you know like I say if, you, if you're better in yourself you're feeling better in yourself than like I say you're going to you're definitely going to you know like I say deliver better for your clients and it's it's a huge a huge thing like I say you know if, you know I've, I've 
noticed massively the amount of you know less <laughs> less fuel I'm putting into my car. But it means that we can we you can have so got much a hungry more. car, John. I do have a hungry car. Yeah, no, no, no. So it's been it's been very you know financially it's been, it's been good that I haven't been putting you know, so much fuel in it. Yeah, and for the environment as well. But but no, there is, and it's it's this you know, nice amount car. of stuff that we I can say do. it's a nice car, John. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, like I say, there's low, the, 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 it, it's finding those ways that we can now you know you know deliver a much much you know um more streamlined you know sort of sort of system and and, and process that you know if you do that then then you know your business is just going to go forward and and don't think that 2021 is going to be any different to 2020 you know 2020 you know um you know there's things that, that yes things will change obviously um but you know we we, we we're, we're going to be needing more you know, we need to keep pushing the bar, raising the bar, you know, enhancing it and pushing it further. I would forward. agree with that because I think there's, it gets to a point whereby you can kind of survive in business for six or nine months, you know, and just, just kind of, you know, get by. But this is going to drag on for a bit. And I don't know how many, first of all, you've got to be pretty tenacious um, in order to kind of carry on for another 12 months potentially um, mm. under the current <clears throat> set of circumstances. I, you know, the bit which I think a lot of people are really missing as well is the human, I, you can't underestimate the human kind of interaction. So yeah. through through conferences, events and things like that. And I, I have to admit, I do really miss that. Hmm. No, and I think, and I think they're, they're the things that are going to obviously, you know, things are, you know, obviously things are going to come back and everything else, you know, whatever the new normal becomes, you know. Um, but you know, obviously, well, my, you know, as you well know, my business, hospitality, has obviously been, you know, completely, decimated, you know, sort of, yeah. sort of absolutely decimated, and it's, and it's, and, and there's still going to be some pain. You know, we've we've got some pain to go through. Quarter one next year is going to be very, very painful for hospitality, um, purely because we've not had Christmas. You know, Christmas is a massive thing. You know, so I think, yeah, there's. there's things that are going to you know but even those businesses some of those businesses i've seen some great things you know there's a restaurant up in scotland called hair um hair restaurant and they, and he's pivoted to to hair hair at home and it's he's just doing a brilliant business you know but um and he's, he's created a great you know great business that he can obviously he's delivering out um you know boxes to, to, to home sort of cooking um, each week and a lot of boxes, um, you know. <laughs> um, and it's really, really interesting how he's kind of managed to do that. Not every business can do that. That's the thing, um, you know. And, that, and that's, the, I think, what we've got to remember. Not every business, you know, can just go, yeah, we're going to go online and we're going to be able to do online. You know, like I say, physical, social type things, you know, I don't think we'll ever get to the stage where we've got online weddings anyway. Um, you know, but there's certain things that always got to kind of come together. Um, you know, Christmas parties, obviously, is probably a big one that people have missed in the last sort of few weeks. Like they yeah. say, that chance to sort of, you know, come together and, and get um, pissed, you know, we'll, we'll see. But looking forward to the fearless Christmas coaching one uh, on, uh, on on next week. So <laughs> see, see how that goes. You know, we're going to set the bar. You know, we're going to set the president. This is how uh, our Christmas uh, Did you sort of notice I waited until there were no more coaching calls to be done before I organised it. So, yeah, so I think it's, um, you know, I think it is interesting, you know, kind of where, 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 you know, you know, where, where we're going to sort of go. Um, you know, I think there's so, some business fa- fundamentals that people have also a little bit f- forgotten during this last sort of nine months because everybody's been in so much of a survival mode that they haven't, thought about just doing some of the basics in terms of simplifying things. I actually don't do more, do less. 
I would encourage any business to try and find ways to do less, save money, you know, and things like that. Because uh, despite the fact we may still have more time, there's other ways to save. I was going to mention this because um, I can't remember who recommended it, but Perry Marshall is a great business consultant and he's done this little 36 page booklet, which you can get on Amazon. I was going to maybe get some copies of these for the Fearless crew and send them out in January as a little post-Christmas gift. But um, there's a couple of, like he talks about seven very simple steps. So um, he talks about, um, one of the, well, one of the ones I liked was kind of build an impenetrable moat around your business, you know, so there's going to be people out there who will want to tear your business down, but he talks about doing things like getting reviews set up. You talked about feedback loops, um, online communities, um, uh, using service as a software. I think this is quite relevant to what you're talking about. So everybody, everybody talks about his software as a service, making, making services easier, but he actually says, uh, where possible, like you still need human interactions in your business in order to make it extra special. So rather than allowing, like waiting for, you know, automated emails to to bring clients in and for, you know, to have a, an enrollment process that's automated or those sorts of things, he's, he's actually suggesting get a person to just dip in and out every now and then periodically because that's what makes people feel a little bit more special. Re- reviews, obviously, I'm a massive fan on. Like if you get as many, if you've got 100 more reviews than any of your competition and somebody's searching for a business coach or whatever it might be, and they're going to choose you over the competition just because you've got that moat around you, 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 you appear, you are the best in your niche, in your industry. Um, first mover advantage. So if you spot an opportunity, get in there quicker. Because if you spend nine, six months, three months building the, the perfect funnel, yeah. waiting, you know, and perfect <laughs> it, and then we finally launch it, you yeah. miss the boat because somebody yeah. well, else done, has done it faster. You know, yeah, well, we, say, we say many times, like, done is better than perfect. Yeah. You know, and you cannot, like this is, but that's where the refining comes. The thing is, even if you sit there and think, you know, it, there's always theory and we can always put it out on paper and it can be, it could look like the perfect funnel on paper. But actually, when you then put it out into the real world, it might not be, you know. And this is the thing. You only, you'll only ever know how to improve your business by actually taking the action and doing it, you know. So if, if you get it out there and get it out in the, you know, into the cyberspace or, like you say, set your shop up on the high street. You know, the only way you know whether a shop will work on a high street, you know, is actually open the bloody shop and, and start trading, you know, um, you know, it, it's it, we can always do business plans. We you know, obviously, and I'm, I'm obviously, I say to people, you know, you've got to have a business plan, you've got to have a strategy, you know, you've got to have some financials. But a lot of that can be sometimes just a bit of, you know, or well, give me a few numbers and let's put it together, and hopefully this is what we'll do. You know, there's a lot of assumptions that are based in there. You know, what you actually need to do is is get it, you know, get it out there and start testing it. And then you can start to, you know, evolve it, refine it, you know, improve it as as you go along, you know. Um, and that that's that that's what you've got to do. And if you, you know, if you just sit there and sit back and go, no, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna, you know, gonna get it perfect. It's gonna be it, it'll you'll never get there because like you say, somebody else will do it. Or you'll suddenly think, actually, no, I'm going to do this now. And by the time you get to the to the logic, no, I'm going to change it. I'm going to do this, and you start again. You know, just you've just got to put. You know, I'm not saying just throw it all out there. You know, it's you've got to be proactive. You know, and not reactive. And I think that's that is a key thing. I think the problem with a lot back, you know, the last six months, a lot of people have just been reactive. We're going to do, you know, and, yeah. and, and they just get all but, messy. But it create, it does create a massive amount of fear. And I think that's you mm. know that's very hard for a lot of people to overcome. And I'm going to say something very controversial now. In a way, I'm pleased to see that the market has rebalanced itself in terms of the number of businesses that have gone out of business. Because quite frankly, there are a lot of shit businesses out there. 
And I hope that, you know, we will have lost some good businesses. And I hate, you know, I, I'm well aware of what I'm saying here. I know that probably there are going to be people listening to this who are, are desperately struggling. And, um, it, you know, it's going to be a hard message to hear, but I've grown businesses through the dot-com boom and bust in the early days, through the financial crisis in 2007, 2008, and now this. And every time we've been through those past two recessions that I had businesses in, the world has come out a better place. We've got to go through this painful reset right now in order to, for then, you know, redistribution of jobs. There'll be people who had businesses who now go and get jobs. There'll be people who had jobs who will now be starting up businesses. There'll be people who will be re-employed, you know, or deployed in other businesses because they've been made redundant. That level of diversity is brilliant for business because it, it moves... It gets people thinking creatively, but thinking creatively for different businesses, different environments and things like that. That can only be a positive thing. It may not feel like it right now, but we're going to see some really amazing stuff come out of this. Oh, without no, there's, there's opportunity and there's loads of opportunity. And I've, I've been sort of speaking to some potential clients, you know, recently about, you know, what, what can we be doing in 2021 and 2022 and 2023, you know, as, as the opportunities start to arise, because there's going to be loads and loads of opportunities. Like I say, there'll be, you know, businesses that are closed down, right? Well, okay, we can get some of their customers. There's going to be, you know, um, businesses that, you know, any, and I'm, I'm exactly with hospitality. There's been, you know, lots of big businesses that have gone out of business in hospitality. Um, you know, it's very, very sad for the thousands of people that have lost their jobs and they're the ones I feel for, but it's purely because, A, they were either purely, you know, badly set up businesses, you know, or weren't good good businesses. And, and that's why they've, that is why they've struggled um, and, and why they've failed. And, um, you know, um, I wrote a piece, I think you mentioned it when we talked talk about coming onto this podcast, you know, I wrote a piece a few years ago about, you know, um, restaurants that were, were going out of, of businesses, you know, it was very, very controversial. Um, and it was because, you know, but it was quite simple. It was, you know, basically saying, you know, if you haven't got a good business set up, then you, then you will not survive the, the, the tough times. And there will always be tough times, you know, um, recession, and um, and these kind of um, downtimes will come, you know, cyc- they are cyclic. If you go back through, you know, right back through to the Great Depression of, of you know, late 1920s, 1930, you know, they, they are cyclic. And r- roughly about every sort of 10 to 15 years, you know, they, they hit. Now, yes, this one has been brought on by, you know, some very poor, you know, government, you know, sort of decisions. Um, but, you know... It's still the same thing, you know. It's still cyclic. You know, we had one back in, you know, two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, and now twenty twenty. But John, you're, so. you're talking about external circumstances here, hmm. and business owners, especially small business owners, uh, businesses where they're much more agile and mobile, hmm. shouldn't give two shits about external circumstances. They should just have an attitude of uh, whatever comes along, I'm going to beat it and overcome it, and be fearless. Oh, no, and, yeah, and, no, exactly. They've customers. got to look for the opportunity that that is coming out of it. And, and uh, you know, but the, the sad thing is there's also a lot of business owners out there who aren't reviewing their business regularly enough. So they don't realize maybe that they're sat on a the nail. They, they Maybe if they do realize they're sat on a the nail, they don't know what to do about it and they don't get the right help to actually shift themselves like to, or, or don't even have, like can't be bothered to get off that nail. So they're sat there in discomfort and do absolutely fuck all about it. Um, and that, that those can't necessarily be helped. The businesses that are going to really succeed are the ones who know they've got a problem. They can feel the discomfort, but they're ready to move. 
And so uh, whether that's with help or without it, but they're going to do something different in yeah. order to help themselves out. Well, no, definitely. That's, that's the key. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I say, you know, that, the key is that what, what I find a lot of businesses is that you say that they're, um, you know, when, when the money is coming in, you know, they think the good times are kind of there and, and they don't think, you know, this could end. You know, you've got to be always thinking. Well, they praise themselves. They go, forward. oh, it must be something yeah, like yeah, that. No, no. But the fact is, is that, you know, they could probably be making more money at that point if they had, you know, the right things in place. This is but the, the thing. But the price you know, is that better sales. Whatever it might be. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and they could be doing, but, but the problem is, is that they're not, you know, if it suddenly does, you know, bum fit hits and the shutters come down or whatever it might be, you know, they're just not prepared for it. You know, I, I was... I, I'm, so, John, mindset-wise, yeah. the difference is when, when things are going well, Yep. and they're up and they're making yep. money oh it's yep. me I must have yep. done a fantastic no, job that's the time to invest because you've got but, the money to invest but John on the <laughs> flip side when things go wrong ah oh, it's Covid yeah yeah they, oh no they, oh, we're using it as an excuse yeah, yeah, yeah. they delegate yeah. it they delegate yeah, responsibility yeah. to Covid and then they yeah. go oh it's just Covid it's really tough uh, it's not yeah. my fault no, yeah. things are going well. Oh, it's me. I'm, I'm brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that and that pisses me off as well. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 completely. Like you say, but if the so if you you know if you're thinking now that you're in this position of shit, what am I going to do in 2021? Now is the time to be doing it. You know, get it. You know, invest now. And the the, the classic thing is is that when you know when things go wrong, you know, um, you know, take we, we stop spending. You know, so we stop marketing, we stop doing it because it's like, shit, I need to save money. You know, not as not as much money's coming in, so I need to stop kind of spending. But actually, you shouldn't. You need to start to go. Actually, where am I going to spend in the right places? You know, um, you know, if I spend in the right places now, if I invest in the right places now, whether that be, you know, marketing, you know, creating assets, whatever it might. If you do that right now, you know, because others will will won't be doing it. So actually, now is a great time to do it. You know, um, you know, it's it, that 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 is where the businesses will, will you know, but again, come out the other it's end. about analysis. If you're doing five different marketing activities, and like one of them is like is, is <clears throat> getting eight, generating eighty percent of your leads, we'll pull some yeah. budget out of two of them and, and put it move into, that budget into the one yeah, that's performing yeah. really well. Definitely. The thing is, people don't have that level of detail in their business. They don't apply no. that level of like logic or analysis to their business. So no. they don't know what's working. No, no. Well, you know, it's the classic, isn't it? You know, 50% of your marketing works, 50% of it doesn't. I just don't know which 50%. You know, that's why you've got to know. This is where you've got to be very, very, you know, laser focus of understanding your business. And the amount of business owners that I speak to that don't even know, you know, how much money is in the bank account, you know, or what, what they actually made last year, you know, because the accounts are still with the accountant. And it's like, we have six months, nine months down the line since the end of last financial year. You should know what your business is doing at every single, every single stage yeah. you know but investing at the right time you know it's like the classic isn't it you know who who came out of the 2008 financial crisis you know the best well it was the ones who invested in the stock market after it crashed you know because where's it going to go well it's only going to go back up you know so it's the yeah. same sort of thing if you invest now you know put it in now you know where things are going to go well, you I, know, I benefited from it because I, I bought my first house in 2009 and yeah. at, the, at the top you know that's bottom of the price yeah. and I was like I've got to get in now and I scratched yeah. myself massively I couldn't afford it but I scraped together whatever cash I could get out of my business from my parents from my savings from and any, I was beg stealing and borrowing, and it was thankfully enough to get onto the housing market, and you know did did a lot of work on it. But 
but ultimately, I, I benefited probably more so from the fact that then house prices over the next four years skyrocketed. And most of the money I pulled out of that was equity. Some of it was the hard work I put into it. Yeah. Um, but there's going, to be, there's going to be a very, very strong bounce back in the next sort of six to 12 months. You know, it's just... You know why, though? A... Because, why? <laughs> because we've lost probably, I reckon, as an estimate, half a million to a million shit businesses. Yes. That couldn't yeah. that couldn't have the capacity to yeah, weather the this market's storm. been cleared, you know. The, but, the, but that, mean, yeah, but that means it's people have because people have less choice, they're actually gonna have less choice from a better pool of businesses. So they're gonna get better services and everything's gonna be better. Like this is what I'm saying. It feels hard now. And I, for the individuals who are listening to this, going, Oh my god, I can't believe he's saying that's horrible. I feel, you know, I mean hugely, you know, it must be, I can't imagine what it's like for those people who have lost their businesses as a result of this. And there are, you know, there are some businesses where it has been like hospitality, poor government decision, whatever. I don't want to go too political, but, but ultimately when there is fewer choice, the cream rises to the top. It makes it, there's fewer businesses to choose from. So it makes it easier to find the right supplier for your business, whatever it is that you're buying. And, and also things like pricing, the choices there become easier because there's more transparency. But at the same time, you've got to be delivering, you know, because now, because you're more exposed now, you know, if there's only, you know, if there is fewer businesses to choose from, you know, then it is getting it right. And it's getting that customer journey right. It's getting that customer experience right, getting the service right you know, adding the value. And if you get that, because obviously, you know, you're going to be a lot more exposed. And that's, yeah. that's the key. You know, you've got to be, you know, aware that, you know, if you're getting the reviews, well, you've got to be getting good reviews, you know. Um, and if you get a bad review, don't don't kind of hide behind that. You know, don't don't kind of be scared about that. You know, go go to that first. Say, well, okay, well, well what? You know, tell yeah. me what I need to do to change. And this is the thing. We, we're almost afraid. We put ourselves on this pedestal of like, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a, business coach, I'm a great consultant, I'm, I'm this or this, that and the other, you know, we're not going to get it right all the time. Well, know? this is the thing, like when somebody, I've heard people who've got, <laughs> had poor reviews and then mm. and then they blame the customer and they're like, yeah, I, 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 did you yeah. did you go and speak to them and ask them, oh, it was their fault, they were just dick, I just didn't, they just left and put you in there. It's like, well, are you going to do anything about this? Oh, well, what, I don't know what to do about it, the reviews, I can't get rid of it. It's like, go and get 10 really good reviews and then that yeah. just disappear down to the bottom. Yeah. You need that balance. You need you need the bad reviews to sort of kind of sort of, you know, almost give you a bit of a kick up the arse to go, right, actually, do you know what? Yeah, I need and it, we, we need to, you've got to keep changing, you've got to keep evolving. You know, why do businesses go out of out of business? Because they don't evolve. You know, what happened to Blockbuster? They didn't evolve. What happened to HMV? They didn't evolve. You know, I remember you know, as a kid going into some of these shops, you know. HMV Virgin Megastores, you know, I love going into them and searching through the, you know, that was my Saturday, you know, you know, you can't, you can't do that online. You can't go there. And, but, you know, but those businesses didn't evolve. They didn't think actually, well, how do we make this better? How do we get, you know, better at what we can do and how do we nurture, you know, the, the new, the new things that are coming in, you know, and, and almost bring them and, and sort of, you know, join, you know, kind of, bring them together that we can have that physical and that, you know, online, you know, virtual, you know, sort of experience as well. Um, and yeah. <laughs> John, we've come to the end of the podcast. So we're going to have to yeah. wrap up there. So obviously right. um, uh, uh, for anybody who's listening to this, if you want to know more about fearless uh, business and what we get up to, John's obviously on my coaching team. He's one of the first coaches that you will speak to when you join the program uh, on fearless business. We help, um, 
coaches, consultants, freelancers to productize their services, um, confidently charge more for what they're doing. Typically, our clients will double, treble, or quadruple their prices in the first three to six months that they work with us. Uh, and amongst that, obviously, building out um, amazing systems, making your customer services better, getting great reviews and testimonials and case studies from your clients. And most of the businesses as well, we haven't touched on this, John, we don't have time, but maybe save this for another one. Most small business owners struggle to sell because now your product's better, your prices are higher, you've got to learn how to sell as well. So if you do want to know more about Fearless Business, then just head on over to fearless.biz. We've got a load of free resources on there if you want to go and download those, or you can ask me for a copy of my book, Take Your Shot. Um, I'm always happy to put pop copies of that book into the post, and I'm sure John would be um, willing to share his business recipes for success book as well if he, uh, if you if you do Definitely. happen to run a uh, hospitality business as well. Yep. Very happy to, and and then and then there will be a new book on uh, customer service and customer experience at some point, twenty twenty one. Well, you're not doing much at the moment, John. You just not that. <laughs> the weeks can't you over Christmas? Be fine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, John. Appreciate your time. We'll get not you on awesome. as a guest as well again in the new year. Excellent. All right. Cheers. Take care.